What's up, YouTube nights? Welcome to Lords of the Lombox presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending. Uh, 918. Wow. Uh, I think uh, this week is officially fall. Um, so there you go. So uh, I feel I, I, I think it's I started to feel a, like it over here. An autumn Lords of the Longbox YouTube auction for oh, fall because you I'm know ready. we always we always I got a werewolf by night. I'm ready to put up oh, for yeah. auction. We always Ooh. got Black Friday sales, but uh, all right. October. So uh, while you guys are congregating, uh, sorry, first one that made the request gets it. So uh, while you guys are congregating, uh, you guys get to get some uh, Doobie Brothers. So uh, long train running, baby.
Such a where would man. you be right now without love, right? Oof. That is the age-old question. Speaking of age-old, Darkside Jedi, say what's good to the people. Yo, what's good? Tuesday nights, top 11. It's the best on YouTube. I say it every week. Uh, let's get into it, because I think we got some good stuff this week, man. Speaking of getting into it, Nemesis Prime, say <clears throat> so what's good to the party <clears throat> people. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, it's a uh, good list this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you just don't <laughs> click off the wrong thing and uh, just get uh, <laughs> off the screen. Uh, once again, boys and girls, welcome to Cover Price. Uh, this is uh, Lords of Longbox presents the Cover Price Top 10 Plus One, sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Go to CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. And this here Top 10 list we cover every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. And the Shaker Show every Thursday. So, uh, yeah, so also sponsor our friends over at My Slabs. Are you tired of paying uh, outrageous seller fees? Go over, sign up on My Slabs and join the 1% Revolutionis. And uh, this week's in- uh, list is interesting. Will Dakota North make it on the list? Oh, what is the chances? Oh, God. I will drop my motherfucking mic. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's you the, know what? It hit, it hit. Come on, it hit. Well, you know, it, it may not have hit know, for the reason, but it hit. I, hey, man, it doesn't matter. You, sometimes you <laughs> spec and it's you spec for the wrong reason, but you know it happens. Hey, so it there you go. Matter. So, but oh, yeah. uh, hey, where there's smoke, maybe there's fire. Who knows? Maybe we'll get Dakota North. Uh, and I'm hearing there may be something. So tune in. Uh, maybe not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. I think Wednesday is the day we're going to be doing Letters of the Long Box with Mikey Sutton. So uh, we're going to go back to that format of seeing if we can get some uh, long respect lists and some uh, answer your viewer questions. So I think it's going to be Wednesday. It's going to be me three days in a row. So Wednesday at 6 p.m. So uh, sorry for anybody. A lot of Tebow. Oh, yeah. Uh, too much Tebow. Speaking of too much, let's get right to it. What uh as always, for the this is a top ten, but there's one book that doesn't quite crack the top ten, but it's worth an honorable mention. What do we have this week for the runner-up? Well, we get a pretty pricey book, Amazing Fantasy number one thousand, the Humberto Ramos cover from D twenty three, the sixtieth anniversary variant. So three covers exclusive came out for the attendees to Marvel Comics celebrating sixty years of the Amazing Spider Man's D twenty three panel. There were only a few available while supplies lasted. There was a 60th anniversary cover with Mickey and various Marvel characters, a 100th anniversary cover with Spider-Man and Mickey and friends, and then there's the ultra-rare black and white of the 100-year cover. For the 60th anniversary variant, we tracked seven copies sold last week, seven-day uptrend of 123% with a high sale of $335 for a raw copy. This all takes us back to 2019 when Marvel did this for D23 and produced the first appearance of Mickey Mouse with Marvel characters on the cover of Marvel Comics 1000. Congratulations to those willing to face the D23 craze, wait in exceptionally long lines, and attend the Spider-Man panel. Obtaining these was no easy feat. Yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that, you know, this showed up since the last one and, you know, there were some shenanigans that, you know, during the last one but you know um yeah i mean for those who are able to make it so basically the, the, the there's a d23 panel similar to hall h so you know it's pretty i mean 
it's probably smaller than Hall H. So these are even more uh, more exclusive. I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, more exclusive. But anyway, <laughs> Amazing Fantasy number one thousand. You see, you even got the dogs barking. It's how hot yeah, it is. That's uh, super hot. <laughs> the Umberto Ramos D twenty three, the sixty year variant. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a little Mickey holding a the mouse there. We got a little bit of everybody on there. That's a, you know, don't sleep on these D23 exclusives. But then again, after the pandemic, don't sleep on anything, actually. All right, let's get right to it. What do we got for number 10? Iron Man 219. And uh, this was on the same spot last week. This book is related to the long-anticipated cast and team announcement of Thunderbolts, finally revealed at D23. The group's core members are Valentina Allegra, Dave Fontaine, Ghost, Red Guardian, U.S. Agent, Taskmaster, Winter Soldier, and Black Widow. That's Yelena Belova, if you're keeping score. Uh, keep this in mind, though, as we continue to uh, go through the top ten. This particular issue is the first appearance of Ghost. We tracked... 16 copies sold it had a seven day trend of 114 percent and it had a high sale of 140 bucks for a cgc 9.6 and fair market values for raw very fine copies are going for 28 bucks hmm. there Still you go moving. double spec so we shall see i mean it's interesting thunderbolts team that uh they have assembled speaking of red guardian um I was watching the Harbor version of Hellboy last night. And when I originally saw it, I was like, man, this movie's kind of shit. But then <laughs> I watched it a second time. I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. I mean, it's ultra gory and a lot scarier than, you know, Guillermo del Toro's version of Hellboy. But it was, uh, it was not bad to watch, you know? I mean, you know, unfortunately, they never made a sequel because there were some uh, end credit scenes that lead to, to something. Oh, I no. mean, the... <clears throat> There's a character named Lobster Johnson that <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> needs to get more record, more record, more recognition. Uh, Lobster Johnson was a badass <laughs> in in that, that movie. I mean, they went a deep dive into the mythos of Hellboy with that one. So number mm. ten on the list is Iron Man number two nineteen CGC ninety six point six four one hundred and forty Bonards. All right, um, well, we'll just rid, uh, wash, rinse, and repeat. What do we got for number nine? Yeah, we're just continuing with D23 stuff. So uh, Truth, Red, White, and Black, number one from Marvel Comics in 2003. Marvel finally dropped some of the cast announcements at D23, including the return of Isaac Isaiah Bradley, who first appeared in this book. Marvel led the groundwork in the first season of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they seem to be looking to build upon this character. His first appearance has seen some heat behind it. Welcome sight for many collectors after the cool down that ensued after the conclusion of that series. We tracked 19 copies, sold seven-day uptrend of 103% with a high sale of $200 for a CGC 9.8 with current fair market values of raw copies around 35 bucks. Three for yeah, three I, thought I, had, I thought I had this book, but I yeah, I made the mistake of like sorting my comics because I was looking for all my Dakota Norse, and uh, mm. I was like, where the hell is my truth? I, I guess I had sold it during the Lord's auction, but... Uh, uh, too bad. Anyway, Damn. we can always talk about our losses. Number oh, nine on the list shit. is Truth, Red, White, and Black, Numero Uno. What do we got for number eight? Spent a week on losses, man. A week. Anyway, this is Ghost Rider number one. This is from 1990. Ghost Rider saw a resurgence in the 90s, uh, introduced to a whole new generation of readers upon the release of his second series. 
With it came the first appearance of Daniel Ketch, who later became the second Ghostwriter. Ghostwriter also happens to be a prominent member of many iterations of the Midnight Suns, an IP that just received a video game and one that has a ton of potential in the MCU. With the original Ghostwriter's appearance costing over two grand, many collectors shift their focus to something more attainable. We tracked 21 copies sold this week at a seven-day trend of 94%, with a high sale of $335 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, near mint raw copies look like they're going for around 28 bucks right now. Damn. I have two copies of this. I have a raw signed copy. Ooh. I don't know who it's signed by, though. i gotta, I got to find out who it, who, who it is. I'm going to say Howard Probably Mackey. One of the, I think, yeah, I, I'm not sure which... <clears throat> it's been so long. Yeah, since I looked when at Ghost Rider it. comes, it's gonna pop. Um, are you guys seeing, hearing, and seeing me fine? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just got a weird message in Streamer saying having trouble connecting. Please check your internet. So whatever. Anyway, uh, number nine on the list, or number eight on the list, is Ghost Rider number one from 1990. Okay, remember 1990. Uh, this is the first appearance of Danny Ketch, which you know a lot of kids grew up on this one. They don't know the Johnny Blaze version. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally, I don't like this motorcycle, to be honest with you. And uh, and don't sleep on Alejandro Jones as well. That's another version of Ghost Rider. So, um, and we remember we had that on a long-term spec list. All right, number eight, Ghost Rider, number one from Marvel, 1990. 335 bones for a 9.8. Yes, I need to submit to CGC finally. I, I, <laughs> both, I, man. I went through and I was like, you know, how many books I had to submit? I have like a hundred books. I was like, you know what? These are actually probably considered keys now. I was like, shit, I should probably submit them. So um, I'm going to hit up a presser and uh, see and uh, see what I get. I, I, J- Justin, weren't you telling me the turnaround times are really fast or who was it? In a, in uh, a yeah, chip? that was me. I've been getting like one week turnarounds on non fast track moderns, which is bonkers. That is nuts. That's crazy. One week. So, so see, see, remember when they had the, the, the new hires, I told them it's going to take a while for them to get ramped up, you know, to train everybody. But once it does, you know, people are going to go, you know, apeshit. Uh, it, it's going to go, you know, you know, they need to because they had really bad uh, public PR with, you know, the turnaround times, the acetate fiasco and all that stuff. So, you know, hey, at least one tiny thing. You know what I just realized on this? Uh, what's we're odd on this cover. See if you guys can point it out. Spider-Man on his, his head being sideways. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, normally it's, it's, it's weird that it's sideways, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just realized that right now. Pretty interesting. Oh. So, all right. I'm number eight is ghost rider. Number one. All right. This is one of my favorite covers. What do we got for number seven? Shout out to uh, the girls from uh, nearing Nirvana who highlighted this book last week on their show. So you got Man-Thing number one. Talk about my Man-Thing from 1979. First appearance of Man-Thing was pretty far out of reach for many collectors. So the community has been split on what to collect next that doesn't break the bank. So Man-Thing number one isn't particularly known by the public at large, leading this to be an excellent entry point after word spread publicly about the, uh, you know, little blink and miss it type of thing in the trailer that showed off an upcoming Werewolf by Night Halloween special. However, this won't be the first MCU junt as its likeliness appeared, his likeliness appeared in the Grandmaster Citadel in Thor Ragnarok. Last week tracked 21 copies sold, seven day uptrend of 121%, high sale of $150 for a CGC 9.8, which I feel like is low. 
And fair market values on near mint copies is only 16 bucks, which I still is also oh, fairly pretty low. Yeah. yeah. Seems real. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get this confused. This is volume two of Man Thing. There's a volume one is Man of Man Thing mm -hmm. as well. So this is uh the the you can tell because this is the frightful first issue, but it's still a dope cover. I love how the red really pops on this cover, uh, for a um uh, it's copper age, I guess, right? Nineteen seventy nine, mm. right on the water border there. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, man, thing. <laughs> I can't believe they would actually do that. So, I mean, everybody thinks a man thing is just like this thing. You know, he burns a people. Muck encrusted thing of or what is it? What was it? The muck encrusted. I don't know, he's actually important in in in, to, in the multiverse because mockery, he, the he, muck encrusted mockery of a man. Yeah, he has the ability to open portals to different dimensions. That you know, obviously, he's the guardian of the nexus of all realities, and so the nexus of all realities has been teased in like uh, I think in WandaVision. So you know, who knows? Maybe you know, you know, because Man Thing isn't just like because Swamp Thing is kind of like you know this vegetation protect the wilderness, blah blah blah. Uh, whereas Man Thing is kind of a mystical creature that can create portals. So there's a little bit more depth. But if you eat Swamp Thing's tubers, you'll trip. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Magic Manting shrooms. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Number seven on the list Manting number one from 1979. What do we got for number six? Well, look at this. Number six, Blade Runner number one from back in good old 1982. And plain as day, Blade Runner is a classic. It spawned numerous remastered editions and a sequel in Blade Runner 2099. Blade Runner 2099 didn't quite achieve cult status, but it was well-received well for the most part. Enough that Amazon Studios... <clears throat> excuse me. Enough that Amazon Studios tapped Ridley Scott once again to develop a sequel TV series. Naturally, the market couldn't help but zero in on the comic book adaptation. It's too early to tell if this show will be lost amongst the other Blade Runner pieces of media, like Tears in the Rain, or if it will carve out its own place in the lexicon but until that conclusion is reached the market has spoken we tracked 22 copies sold it had a seven-day trend of 118 percent with a high sale this week of 41 dollars and 67 cents for a raw copy if you're looking for fair market value near mints it's around 29 bucks interesting hmm. yeah Jesus i didn't know about Christ. this news either yeah i meant uh i meant you know, Amazon has the money to make it correct. I mean, you know, because you got to think Blade Runner is on that, you know, heavy on the um, special effects, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, say what you will about the power rings of power, you know, if you like it or you hate it. Um, but the it's absolutely gorgeous. The the, the actual uh, visual effects that they do on it and and everything it's, you know, so hopefully they do it well. Uh, the last Blade Runner with the, what was his name? Ryan Gosling. That was a that was a trippy ass flick, man. Yeah, I liked mm -hmm. it. I liked. Yeah, it. It I gotta cool. watch it yeah. again. It's been a while. I gotta watch both yeah. of them back to back. Really, they tied yeah. it in. Awesome. They tied it in really good. Yeah, Maxi Drax was in it. Do you, if you recall, uh, what's his name? Uh, Batista was in mm. was in that Blade Runner film. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. So number six on the list is Blade Runner number one from 1982. What do we got for number five? 
Man, the uh, D23 book's still hanging around. Incredible Hulk number 250 from Marvel Comics 1980. Marvel and Disney sure know how to make the waves, often dropping tidbits of information that that launch lesser-known characters into the forefront of discussions. Well, they did it again with a character named Sabra. Her first cameo appearance was in this book with some added controversy behind the character and her origins. Go ahead and Google it after this show. It's a re- it's a receipt for increased sales after the aftermarket. How significant role will know is very unknown so far. But that won't stop collectors from taking a chance on the character. Keeping this book on the top 10 two weeks in a row. We tracked 19 copies sold last week. Seven-day uptrend of 141% and a high sale of $259 for a CGC 9.6 with current fair market value in Nearman copies about $60. More so, I think, really, it's a badass Silver Surfer cover. Yeah, it's a oh, yeah. cover. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a copy that my LC has held for me, and uh, unfortunately, it's not any high grade, but uh, who knows, maybe we flip a raw during a Lord's auction. You never know. Or mm. maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll get it graded and I'll put it on my slabs. Oh, perfect segue. Let's hear from Boom. our sponsor, my slabs. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby, with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20%, or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace, by collectors, for collectors. There you go. If you're tired of paying 15, 20%, then, you know, join uh, my slabs and put your uh, slabs up on there. And they, they also do uh, all, you know, uh, grading card or trading cards and all kinds of goodies, man. So, uh, man, there's just so many different platforms nowadays that are selling stuff. It's just, it's just mind boggling how big the hobby has gotten. Um, so, all right. Number five on the list, Incredible Hulk number 250. Wow. I got another book on this list. What do we got for number four? Wow. Marvel presents number one, and this is a holdover from last week, too, I think. Marvel Strikes Again, sending the community into a minor frenzy with a trailer for the upcoming Werewolf by Night special. Disney Plus has now added a page for the special event, confirming that the location will be at Bloodstone Temple after the death of its owner. And that owner is likely Ulysses Bloodstone, who debuts in this issue of Marvel Presents. We tracked 24 copies sold this week at a high or at a seven-day trend of 7, 117% with a high sale of $175 for a CGC 9.4. Raw fine fair market value is about $25. Yeah. I met mean, yeah, I was specking on this book for a long time now because you know, uh, you know. It was we had it on a long term spec list, and it was mm-hmm. Elsa Bloodstone as well as uh, what's the name Ulysses Bloodstone or what have you. But you know, uh, but I love these. Like I, I, I don't know how, how many times I can say I love these anthology series, Marvel Recents, Marvel oh, yeah. Preview, Marvel mm-hmm. Premiere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it goes on and on and on. There's some there, there's some gold there there in them their hills. So number four on the list is Marvel Presents number one. 
Bloodstone from 1975. I wonder why I put mine aside. I got to check to see if it's worth uh, slabbing or just sell it raw. Sometimes, you know, if it's better off just sell it the raw, as you know, as opposed to slapping it. So we'll get oh, into baby, that. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, <laughs> I like it raw. Thank you for the ODB uh, impersonation, Ryan. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. All You're right, welcome. what do we got for number three? Uh, we got a new, uh, actually a new book oh. here. Wow. Uh, Midnight Suns number one, the Kevin Eastman 1 in 25 ratio variant for Marvel Comics came out just last week. So Kevin Eastman is a comic legend who helped bring one of the greatest, if not greatest, indie comics to fruition. It goes without saying that his name carries some weight with fans picking up his work when they can. Recently, Eastman returned to do some work on Mar on this Marvel book, which hasn't hasn't happened often. This 1 in 25 ratio variant has added bonus, of course, featuring the new Midnight Suns comprised of Blade, Wolverine, Magic, Spirit Rider, uh, Nico Minora, and of course, Zoe from Strange Academy. All the characters with a dynamic following amongst the community. We tracked 40 copies sold last week, seven-day uptrend of 95% with a high sale of $35 for a raw copy with current fair market values in near-mint condition at 21. Um, I have like every variant but this one of Midnight Suns. Um, <laughs> Damn so it. Damn it. Uh, let me read those notes again uh, about this because I'm curious to see if it's the first appearance of the character that's in the video game. Which one? Mm. Well, in the in the video game Minette Sons, there's a character that's created for it. it she's basically... Oh, the, she's not in it yet then. Yeah. No. but It's all the characters would, pretty much have already been there from last. But I would say continue to add this to your pull list because I my feeling is they're going to debut. They're going to put her in the comic. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, Agreed. you know, they, you know, so look out for upcoming issues of midnight suns for the first appearance of the, uh, I forgot anybody in the live chat. Uh, tell me what the name of the name of the character is. Um, she's, she's the, the main protagonist uh, uh, of the video game. I already forgot her name, but um, it, when you watch the trailers for the video game, you'll, you'll, you'll see who she is and she looks pretty badass. So, um, I, I, the name escapes me right now, but I've been like just saying, you know, you know, video games, movies or TV shows come out first and then Marvel will, you know, and then a comic book comes out afterward. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like the the cart leading the horse or the horse leading cart. One of those sayings, expressions. I don't know, man. What am I? What am I in the cowboy days? Anyway, number three on the list is Midnight Suns. Number one, the Kevin Eastman one in 25 variant. Very distinct. This is not your typical marvel motif or style stilo no. for a cover you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying no. yeah yeah it looks very eastmanish all right we got for number two well here it is amazing spider-man 503 and we know that lucky is coming back for a second season season one absolutely shook the multiverse with kevin feige confirming that is the route marvel will take for the new several phases what shenanigans will Loki, Sylvie, and Kang get up to in Season 2? No one knows. This book features the first appearances of two characters, Tess Black, the daughter of Loki, and an immortal sorceress of chaos, Morwen. The community sees the high probability of Loki crossing a timeline and running into his daughter, albeit with no factual information, and they've acted accordingly. Not to mention the possibility Loki will have to deal with the fallout of Multiverse of Madness, hence the additional sorceress speculation. 
Once again, only time will tell, but this is the kind of lower-risk book the community has been picking up as of late. We tracked 57 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 140% with a high sale of $23 for a raw copy. You can get fa uh, very fine uh, copies for around 8 bucks. There you go. Wow. Uh, the Hunter, thank you, Peter Porker, is the new name of the new character. I think she's the daughter of Lilith or something along those lines. It's, 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 I'm, I'm trying to, like, it, it's in the trailer. Um, but yeah, it's a female character, and I think her name is The Hunter. So uh, look out for that because I have a feeling, you know, in the Midnight Sun, she's eventually going to pop up because why would, you know, you know, they put it if the video game is popular then the comic book becomes popular we've seen it with Fortnite and these other video game things so it's only a matter of time so mm -hmm. number two on the list amazing spider-man number 503 shout out to peter porker for the the dropping the knowledge on us it's the hunter all right what do we got for numero uno oh hey sabra's back the incredible hulk number 256 from marvel comics 1980 so we touched on sabra already but we still have to mention this lesser known character has topped the charts two weeks in a row with this first full appearance. The community is highly interested in Sabra and her potential. It's been a while since the community has had a character which they could scour the one in $5 bins before visiting the aftermarket. We tracked 25 copies sold last week, seven day uptrend of 384% and had a high sale of $349 for a CGC 9.6 with a fair market value, even in fine conditions of 66 bucks. Yeah, actually, I was mistaken. This is the one I don't. I don't have the Incredible Hulk 250. I have yeah, I got 256. a stack of Hulks I got to go through. Yeah. With all these so, Hulk books. Um, this is considered, this is the whole, you know, first full and cameo argument. So the they consider Hulk 250 her cameo. Uh, and then in 256 is her first full appearance, uh, if, if you take any mm -hmm. stock in that. So Incredible Hulk number 256, full, full, first full appearance of Sabra. In a number one. Wow. I can't believe this book is. Let's see how many weeks it's going to stay on here, man. But uh, yeah, this was literally a dollar book uh, not too long ago. So, all right, boys and girls, that's it for today's show. Uh, go check out our friends at Nearing Nirvana. Sorry, I didn't have, uh, I, I forgot to add them and the redirect. But if you just click on the link in the live chat, it'll take you right over to them. They're starting right now, matter of fact. So right after our show, go check out and support the ladies of the long box over there in Nemesis Prime. Any last words? Uh, yeah, of course, check out the latest episode of the Comic-Con podcast on all your major podcast platforms. And this Saturday, I have my 2000 follower giveaway on whatnot. So if you're not already following me or if you are following me, check it out this Saturday. Tons of giveaways, tons of great books to sell, bangers, as well as from free stuff. That's it. All right, 2000. That's incredible. All right, Dark Side Jedi, any last words? No, that's awesome, Justin. Congratulations on 2000, Thanks. man. Um, no, everybody had a blast this week. Uh, let's hope we have a cool list next week. We will. I know we will. As we will. All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll see you Thursday for the Shaker Show. Um, make sure. Um, Stay tuned for announcements. Uh, we're bringing back letters at the long box with Mikey Sutton on a Wednesday, not tomorrow, probably next Wednesday. We're, we're still working out the uh, the details and uh, figuring out, you know. So go and uh, look at uh, the last letters at the long box. It was a while ago. Post your questions in there or on the Gigosity page. There is also um, there's a there's an ongoing forum about uh, 
asking questions that we can uh, answer for you. So hopefully we can give you some insider information. So go check out our friends at Nearing Nirvana. They're live right now. They're doing a Daredevil show. Nice. Uh, so yeah, go support the ladies of the long box. And until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Peace.